Hello and welcome to One Inch Pascari Podcast. This is Kirsty Sayer. And how are you doing? Um, we are in some strange times, friends, and I'm definitely sending so much love out to each one of you. Um, if you are feeling frightened or freaked out or angry or numb um, or lonely or any number of things, um, please know that you're not alone. Your emotions are normal and um, everybody, or most people I know, just kind of cycle through the range of those um, on any given day. So this is all very new um, for most of us and it's going to take some adjustment. Um, but I've been thinking about it a lot and, you know, each one of us have had moments of true crisis in our lives, personal crisis, and we have overcome those. And there's something to be said for um, going through a crisis with honest, genuinely everybody else in the world. Um, although this seems huge and overwhelming and in some ways it really, I mean, it, it is, um, it's also, um, there's, we have solidarity. And when you think about the times um, that you've experienced, you know, just really excruciating things alone, um, and you've overcome them, that just shows how resilient you are. So the fact that we are all in this together is, um, you know, a huge perk, as weird as that may seem I mean that's kind of the nature of the problem as well that we're all in this together but um, we have overcome things in our personal lives that are very very hard and we are way more resilient than we realize so let's you know let's consider that when the future seems really scary and unknown and um, just kind of for me, I I like to just kind of recap all the things that I've um, felt like were insurmountable and have come out on the other side. And that was without everybody else pulling together, trying to come out the other side along with me. So we are, we're in better shape in some ways. Um, like I say, in the... In, you know, on the other side of the coin, the fact that we're all in this together is the reason why we're all in this. But um, the support and the love and the solidarity that is already being shown so much is um, going to get us through. We're going to be okay. Um, all right. So a lot of people are feeling um, some sort of sense of pressure to be reacting in a certain way like... Um, I saw this meme and I posted it on Facebook and it got a lot of traction because it resonated with a bunch of people and I'm probably not going to paraphrase it almost nearly, nearly as funny as it was, but she just said, you know, can we all just be excused from churning out quality content in this a global pandemic? I just stared at my leg today. 
for 40 minutes, just stared at it. And I was like, I feel seen. <laughs> I feel understood. My, um, my go-to um, kind of trauma response is to freeze. And um, while we've all been processing things um, differently, mine was to freeze and to just get very still. I wasn't motivated to do anything. Um, I knew in the back of my mind there was a bunch of things that I should be doing, like making sure that my family had really nutritious meals to boost their immunities, um, making sure that my house was really clean and organized. Um, all these things were kind of like barking at me, like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. But I felt so drained and so emotionally exhausted that I was just like, did a lot of staring at my leg, frankly, for the last week. And, you know, having gone through um, the PTSD recovery experience, there is um, so much that I've, you know, come to understand about the brain. And when you're creating new neural pathways, which is what I was doing um, through therapy, um, in order to, you know, change my trauma responses and to rewire my brain back to kind of a non-traumatized brain, it's physical work. It's exhausting physical work. And I was excruciatingly tired. I, um, my therapist literally, um, sort of told me to consider myself like a post-operative patient. So, you know, when you get out of the hospital and you've had a surgery, you're awake for a little bit, but then you go and have a nap, like every couple of hours. And that was how I functioned, just because it is so much physical work, working through that trauma and then having your, your brain rewire itself is lots of work. So it kind of reminds me of like when... Um, you're pregnant and you are making a human being it doesn't appear that anything is going on from the outside but your body's working crazy inside and that's why you're so tired even just you know lying around all day or you know sitting at your desk at your office or whatever at you know you you can feel so exhausted especially in those early months when everything's going on so it looks like nothing's happening from the outside but on the inside there's so much work and it's exhausting and it's the same to be said for oops um gotta shut down that that train same to be said for um what's going on with your brain you are being asked to um process a reality that most of us never you know sort of gave much thought to and that's happened very quickly like life has gone from being normal to completely different in the matter of a few days or a couple of weeks and there's no kind of end in sight for that and that is not something that we are accustomed to processing in our brains we're just they're not they haven't been wired for that but we are very adaptable um, as human beings. And so it's important to just give yourself grace for the fact that you're exhausted and overwhelmed. Um, and you don't have to be the best homeschooling mom ever and do all the things. Um, all you have to do is, is try and stay calm and get through every day and hang in this moment. 
in this moment is honestly all that's real. That is something that is incredibly comforting to me that, you know, the idea and the reality is, is that we're in this moment now. So how are you going to spend this moment? Because the future is unknown. As the uh, philosophers say, the past is a memory and the future is a dream. And all that is actually real is this moment. So if we spend all of this moment um, in a state of anxiety about the future, um, we are actually creating that. We are the ones who are creating this anxious reality because whatever we are in this moment is all that's real. So if you are safe and healthy in this moment, that's your reality. And the reality is, is that we've never had control over our lives. We've had an illusion of control over our lives. And I really feel like um, this is going to be a crash course in people understanding the importance of being present, myself included. And so I want to offer up a couple of um, exercises that we call grounding exercises for when um, things start to get scary and spirally and completely overwhelming. So um, I'm going to use myself as an example because I need this as much as anybody else. Um, when I start to imagine the worst case scenarios and have really scary um, thoughts or my very, very creative um, imagination conjures up harrowing images, um, I ask myself, um, is this helpful? Am I going to be able to take any action out of this thought, this thought process that is going to be helpful? So for instance, um, about a week and a half ago, I started to become really nervous about the fact that I didn't have um, the medication that I need uh, for a nebulizer because I'm asthmatic. And that was freaking me out. And a friend of mine um, said, you know, like, it's really unhelpful for you to freak out and start picturing yourself um, having an asthma attack without any, you know, way of re getting relief. Um, that's an unhelpful, like, spiral. What can you do instead? Which is like, no duh, but sometimes we really just need a friend to, like, center us in that way. And so I was able to get in touch with my doctor um, get a prescription and get some extra stuff on hand. And so that kind of like scary thought spiral, um, had a productive outcome attached to it. It was it, the alarm. I went properly rechanneled thanks to my friend. Thanks, Claire. Shout out to Claire. Um, created something helpful and, and that in turn, um, put me at ease and created more peace. Um, there are other times that I'm just spiraling like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And then I can ask myself, is there anything helpful that can come of this? And if the answer is no, um, then I can ask myself to stop going down that road. And sometimes that's a lot easier and I recognize and especially for people who struggle with extreme anxiety or PTSD um, that's really hard to say please stop just stop thinking about that and I remember um, getting really frustrated especially with my husband who's um, 
like a normal thinking person and does not have PTSD, when you would say, just stop worrying, this is not productive, I'd be like, oh, okay, thanks, like, so helpful. Um, that must be nice to just be able to stop worrying. So here are some, um, here's a technique that I've used to great effect. Um, uh, okay, so it's, sorry, I just got a text and we're all distracted by all the, you yeah. know, all the things. So this is not my, this is not going to, I'm not even going to pretend that this, I'm, this is normal times. Like if you hear my kids banging around, we're not going to edit that out either. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying, grounding exercises. So here's a grounding exercise. Um, when you find yourself really spiraling and you ask yourself that question, is this a helpful, this is a helpful anxious road to go on because there's nothing, you know, we, like I've said before, this is anxiety, um, or being alert to danger is what keeps us alive. We, it's one of, you know, our, it's, it's wired in us for a reason to keep us safe. And so sometimes, you know, being on high alert and being focused and, and getting what you need sorted out is good. And so, you know, we don't have to like, we don't have to make ourselves wrong for feeling anxiety or whatever, because right now these are anxious times and there's a collective sense of anxiety and urgency in order to get prepared. And so our animal instincts are very, very heightened right now. So there's nothing, don't make yourself wrong for feeling anxious. It just means that you're um, your survival instincts are strong and everything is in good working order. Um, but sometimes that can, you know, continue longer than it's helpful. So like I said, once you've discovered, you know, that you've done all you can do with whatever alarming thoughts you had, um, here's what we can do to, to break the cycle. So if you're going down the road, and you can't ask yourself, and you can ask yourself, what is another way to reframe this? Or what is a um, happier thought that I could re-channel my mind into if that's not working? And and, and have your go-to happy imagining or your ha go-to happy or distracting thought that is just there for you to grab when things start to get scary. Um, have that prepared for yourself, like really have a little basket of thoughts in the back of your mind that you can go to that are happy and distracting. Um, if that's not working, here's a very effective grounding exercise. Uh, you need to name, uh, so sit and take 10 deep breaths, just like this. Okay, you do that 10 times. So it's just, you know, it's really loud and um, deliberate. Um, I do the Wim Hof breathing method. Look that up um, on YouTube and follow it. It is clinically proven to help you, your nervous system to chill. <laughs> um, then after you've sort of done that, ask yourself five things that you can see. So right now I'm going to do this exercise for myself. Um, five things that I can see. I can see a plant um, on the fireplace in my bedroom and it's in a beautiful little pot with a face on it which is very soothing and sweet. I can see a, um, 
a little frog sculpture doing a yoga pose. I can see a white candle. I can see a picture on the wall, um, a framed poem that my daughter wrote for me. And in front of it, I have tucked a photo of my beautiful um, granny Betty and she and Gracie are sitting on a beach having a tea party. And I can see out of the window. Am I at five yet? I can, I'm looking out of my window and I have um, like a prism film on one of my window panes that makes uh, the light come through like a rainbow because I wasn't loving the view that I had before. So it's really pretty and I am so grateful that I have all these beautiful things to look at. All right, then you name some four, I mean, five things that you can hear. So obviously I can hear the sound of my own voice. I can hear cars going by. If I stop for a moment, I can hear the sound of like the, the hum of the heater, the furnace. And if I'm really quiet, I can hear some birds chirping. Um, all right, something I can smell. Hmm, that's a little trickier. All right, I'm gonna try. I can smell the perfume on my shirt. I can smell, I'm looking around for something to smell. I have a candle next to me and it's, I'm not sure what it smells like, but it's pleasant. I can smell the peyote wood that I burned earlier, which is actually a really soothing, nice smell. And I have another little candle. And it is a small little Yankee candle and it's called Soft Blanket. And I find this a very cozy, nurturing, comforting smell. So, And then smelling my arm and I have put on some lotion earlier which is which has lavender and it's very calming and relaxing so I'm really lucky because I've got all these nice smells surrounding me right now um, and then if you're still needing okay what can I feel um, I can feel the weight of my body on my bed I can feel um, my one foot is colder than the other foot. I can feel, it always is, I can feel the um, soft fabric of my pajama pants, which I'm still in at 4.41 p.m. I can feel um, my phone in my hand, the heaviness of it. And I can feel a soft, um, sort of fluffy hat that is sitting next to me and there's a little pom-pom on top of the hat and I'm squeezing it now just as an extra little comforting action so um, you can take this as long and far as you want you can what can you taste maybe you can taste something right now maybe you're eating I found myself starting to go into one of these like fear spirals earlier today and um, I had just actually made myself toast and I was about to, it was like nice and I know 
we're very split in our feelings about raisin bread, but it was raisin bread toast. And I just spread some beautiful, like nice high quality butter over it. And it was just, you know, delicious and perfect. It was the first thing I was eating all day. And um, I started going down this fear spiral and suddenly I realized I am freaking out about the future at the expense of enjoying this beautiful, crunchy, delicious, buttery piece of toast. What's that about? Like, why why am I sacrificing this lovely moment of pleasure and comfort and joy for um, a dark imagining in the future? I'm going to focus on how this tastes. I'm going to focus on how this feels in my mouth and really just enjoy every bite of this toast. And it was this really like wonderful eating experience. Like I wasn't mindlessly eating. I'm like, wow, this I've rarely enjoyed a meal so mindfully before because reworking like with that thought in mind, like, am I going to squander this pleasant moment or this moment that has the potential to be really pleasant um, by being preoccupied about the future, which is just a dream, which is an unknown um, so that's something to consider. Hopefully that's helpful to you. Um, another thing, circling back to what I was saying at the beginning, you know, if you're on social media and I recommend, um, being really judicious about that, um, from now going forward more and more and more. Um, I find that Facebook is a stressful environment. I'm on it quite a lot. I try to contribute, um, as positively as I can there. I have a large sort of engaged following on Facebook more so than I do on my other platforms. But um, for my own mental health, it's really good for me to be very judicious about how long I stay, um, what I engage with, and just you know, really being careful how, how much how much time I spend over there. It's it, it's. Um, it's a tinderbox. There's a lot going on there. And I'm not always, sometimes I'm guilty, absolutely, of contributing to that. I'm trying to be really mindful about being careful um, and putting helpful and comforting content out there as much as possible. But I find that Instagram, because I've been really careful about who I follow on Instagram, um, there's just so much reassuring goodness. At the same time, um, it's, as always, really important not to compare your experience and your response with somebody else's. So, for instance, I follow this woman who's super inspiring um, and she's, a, she's created lots of businesses on Instagram. And she's just a creative, her husband's an artist and they are doers. They just are really creative um, high energy, just wired for, um, uh, industriousness kind of people. And I've, I've watched, um, in this last week where I've just mostly been sitting on my couch, <laughs> staring at my leg, um, her, like she's repainted a whole new, uh, apartment in New York city, like, and done a bunch of very creative, awesome projects. And it's been a nice distraction to watch. Um, but I thought it was really nice that she added at some point, just so everybody is aware, my go-to response in stress is to do projects like this. This is my stress reaction. And 
I, I really appreciated that she put that out there for people because um, we're just all wired differently. Some of us are wired for introspection. Some of us have uh, a trauma response um, that makes us more inclined to uh, freeze in situations like this. And whatever it is, I, I, I want to give you permission right now to to be at peace with where you are right now. Like I said, your brains are... Um, working really hard to adapt. Uh, lots of different circumstances have been thrust upon us. Um, everything's different. Everything looks different. Um, our routines are completely different. The energy of the whole world is different. There's a lot to process. So if you don't feel like you've got excess energy to do anything, there's no need to be excelling at anything right now and to be comparing yourself because so, you know, doing and doing and doing is some people's trauma response. That's just how they're coping. And if you tend to cope in a different way, that's how you cope. And it's fine. There's, you know, no need for us to excel at this right now. We're still in the adjustment period. And it's really, really important that you're kind to yourself during this period. So um, I'm going to wrap this up for the day because I'm intending to um, do my podcast more frequently, um, kind of checking in um, on a daily or every other daily basis. Um, you know, we're just going to see how that plays out. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts today. Um, if you need to get in touch with me, um, I'm... You can Facebook message me through Kirsty Sayer. I'm also um, on Instagram as Mommedy Kirsty, and I post kind of different content on Instagram and in my stories than I do on Facebook. So, um, you know, if you want to follow me in both places, but you can you can message me through either one of those places. Um, Feel free to pass this on to others if you feel like it will be helpful. We are all in this together, and that's the good news. Um, we're going to learn a lot through this. We're going to um, realize how incredibly resilient we are. Keep reminding yourself of that and do those basic grounding exercises. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. Please drink your water. Really, really, really. Let's hydrate as much as possible um i know there's a lot lot of emphasis on hand washing but drinking water is awesome also try to get some exercise try to stretch try to go outside open your curtains open your windows breathe be grateful enjoy the moment that you are in um because that's the moment that's real and we are gonna get through this i am here for you i love you thank you for tuning in and um Check in with me um, anytime you need to. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon.